everybody, and welcome back to the greatest podcast on the planet. If you don't know that by now, I shouldn't tell you, but I am. It's the Mozone. I'm Adam, and he's... Cody. I'm also known as Rabbi Mo. He's also known as... The Bulldog. And we're happy to have you here with today for a little different version of the Mozone. We are the greatest, and we do everything, well, like we're the greatest. A lot of the conversations in our country, certainly around our dinner table, have been around the protests and reactions since the death of George Floyd and uh, how that's uh, impacting really everyone in our country and even around the world. So certainly in the sports world. So kind of I thought we'd uh, attack the Mozone in the great way that we do it and uh, think about some of these sports-related ways that uh, George Floyd has impacted the sports world, the actions who we love, who we hate, and uh, the stories we love to tell. So, uh, here we go. Brother, 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 there's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way to bring some loving here today. Like usual. We head in to our first segment, which is question of the day. And we all know that Drew Brees said something controversial about uh, his father and how he uh, was in World War II and how the kneeling for the flag and how that disrespects him and all that stuff. So today, the question of the day is can the Saints recover from what Drew Brees did? And we'll talk all about what it means and all that yeah. stuff. Can the Saints recover? Now, the question is how big of an impact? I mean, it seemed huge. by the reaction of his teammates initially, well, which is huge. His main offensive people were, well, all of his team just killing him, shooting at him. And then LeBron piped in and MJ piped in, I think. It was just all these icons. So from a sports point of view, it's definitely going to take several weeks, maybe a whole season, for them to get back into it. Do you think what he did and responded so quickly? Because not only did he, he actually sounded like, at least from what we know, from what we see on Instagram and things like that, that he sounds like, not only did he respond to them and say, I was wrong, I own this, I get it, and I want to learn more, but then when the current occupant of the Oval Office said, Drew, you don't have to recount, it's okay, still be cool to say, that you don't like people kneeling for the flag. He actually responded to that person and said, no, you don't get it. I was wrong. I got to learn here. Which pretty, I don't know, that seems significant. You think that's going to help the locker room move on? I don't think so because he went like kind of out of the blue a little bit because like they weren't talking so much about the kneeling. It was after he said right. this that they blew up. So it was kind of out of the blue. He said, oh, kneeling, all that stuff. And then, like, after he started mm-hmm. getting, like, killed, he said sorry. So yeah. I'm not sure how meaningful it was because he seemed to really be passionate about his past. He was. And it wasn't out of the blue as far as he has said those exact same thing in previous years about the Kaepernick. Oh, he has? He has. Oh, okay. So it wasn't new. What I think they reacted to is that that this is what Kaepernick was kneeling for, but this 
thing going and wrong. Go and disrespect and that. he didn't he still didn't get that it wasn't about the flag, it was about this issue. I think that's and they just they they look at him like, "Dude, really?" Yeah, so I think it wasn't that meaningful of a sorry or a apology, but when he went and told Trump that like this is not cool what I said, mm-hmm. um, and I was disrespecting all the people that do kneel, and they have something much like they have much more. Uh, hmm, forgot the word. Much more. Like not purpose or like determination or mm-hmm. pride mm-hmm. in what they're doing mm-hmm. than his grandparent who was in mm-hmm. World War Two. So. But it wasn't disrespect to yes. the flag. It was about something they were cared about deeply. Yeah, about. so he, he realized that, and I think it was good that he said sorry. I mean, we all mess up, right? And yeah. The, we got to start by acknowledging saying we're sorry, which he did. You can't know if it is deep and real until yeah. it changes. I'll tell you one thing. You know, the association I have, association I have with Drew Brees is all these NFL clips of him getting him on a mic before a game with his teammates on the sideline. And he is doing this. He is hype. And that whole team, you can see they love each other. I mean, they want to play for him and with him. And I got to believe that was real. And if that was real, I think he can get back there. I think it's, it's not there yet. Now, when they gotta go face Golden Boy and all the new pewter and and Tampa Bay wonderfulness, is that gonna hurt them? Definitely. Could, could be interesting. It could. I feel like there's gonna be it's it's gonna be an ugly game, but I think midway through the season, um, cause there's definitely gonna be a lot of people kneeling. Yeah. A ton of people. Um, so, I think after I think if he kneels. They're gonna they're gonna go win a championship. Interesting. That interesting. I think I think maybe after oh. a couple of weeks he might just you know what? To say I'm truly sorry, I'm gonna kneel right now. Wow. Boom! Michael Thomas respect his back. His cornerback wow. that absolutely abri- ab- bil- obliterated him. Oh yeah. The new guy, yeah. Yeah. Bang. Oh, I didn't that. I'm watching for that now. Oh, it's yeah, gonna be huge. We will see. We'll see what happens with the Saints. So now we come to one of our one of my favorites. It's kind of a fun way to have the conversation. It's called Start Bench Cut. And uh, if you haven't listened, uh, we uh, ask each other questions and uh, in uh, threes and ask uh, of those answers who you'd like to start or, or bench or cut as far as who you like. So here are a couple Start Bench Cuts for Cody as um, we think about uh, moving forward from here. So think about the athletes out there who are the African-American or black athletes who are out there and vocal and uh, symbols and leaders 
start bench cut, who do you look to um, to kind of get a sense as to where the sports African-American community, um, where they're at and, and maybe what they need? LeBron James, Richard Sherman, Patrick Mahomes. Of those three, Whoa. who are you looking to? Who are you watching their their Instagram, their their Twitter feeds, or whatever they're saying? Start bench cut. Who who are you looking to to kind of get a, a pulse and maybe a sense of leadership? All right, so I I think I'm gonna go ahead and cut Mahomes. Interesting. I don't. He doesn't get cut off of many things these days, yeah, does he? So I I feel like it's not, nothing to do with his weird sounding voice, is it? No, uh-huh. <laughs> no. I don't really think he has, he hasn't been doing that type of stuff as long mm-hmm. as LeBron and Richard Sherman have, mm-hmm. um, and I don't, I haven't really heard anything, um, so I'm gonna cut him. He he was on that NFL video, that he they was. did. Well, yeah. there was something about how they had to hurry up the process because mm-hmm. he was on it, mm-hmm. um, producing the video. So, Richard Sherman is very vocal. I don't know if he always does it in the right way, mm-hmm. but LeBron sometimes I feel like he doesn't do it in the right way either. Um, they're kind of in the same level, but I feel like LeBron has done more for the community, and he his he's um in a much more powerful position than mm-hmm. Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. So I would probably lean towards starting him because he can do more. He's I got feel that like, influence. Yeah, he got that big influence. But if I were to like if I were to do um what one of them told me to, mm-hmm. I would probably do Sherman because mm-hmm. when he voices his opinion, it's pretty loud. Yeah. It's so, loud and and strong and Yeah. So Yeah. Even though So wait, so who you got then? Yeah, who are you starting? I think I might change. I might go start Richard mm-hmm. Sherman and bench LeBron. Okay, interesting. Actually, I mean, it's my list, so I chose him. I like Richard Sherman. I've always kind of paid attention to him and appreciated his honesty. And uh... Sorry, ass receiver. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, you know, my love-hate thing with LeBron being yeah. a Clevelander, but kind of how he is. But he's got the biggest weight, right? Yeah. So it's hard so not to... So he has to... to do something. He like. doesn't, though, because, you know, Jordan, like... Jordan did not. Jordan now. did not put himself out there this way. He and he's in that kind of same role, but I I really respect LeBron because he does put himself out there, and he does speak out, and he's MJ, willing to risk his. MJ didn't do that. Well, I would I would say uh, he donated like a million dollars to Black Lives Matter. He, he did that now, but when yeah. he was playing, oh, Jordan was Jordan was very careful. He would not have done any of these things or going out there. But I think Mahomes. I had him on there because he's also got huge influence right now. He's right just now. the gold. He's 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 the real golden boy. Yeah. But he's not necessarily as practice experienced as doing these things yet. Yeah. So two years in the league. Yeah. So I you know, I'd uh, I think I'd you know hard to cut him, but yeah, I think he's on that list. Maybe LeBron or Richard Sherman start. I give I think I gotta put LeBron out there because. He's LeBron. I mean, everyone knows this just by his first name. And so you're he's going out there. and starting LeBron. I think I'll start LeBron, even though I really do like and respect Richard Sherman. And then Patrick Mahomes. All right. One more. 
So if you think about the the main the leagues, at least the leagues we follow, NFL, MLB, NBA. Well, we do follow the Avs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is my start bench cut. So it's those three. Of those three leagues, which one do you see as the most um um impactful in this effort for uh like right now for or confronting like racialism? Overall? Like starting now and moving forward. Which one do you see has the most potential to really lead be be an important part of leading towards racial um equity? I was gonna go out and cut the MLB. First of all, it's probably the least racially diverse sport. Even though there was even though Jackie Robinson's story is mm-hmm. huge and it started the whole trend. Well, if we're talking African American, if we talk Hispanic though, that changes it. MLB's super diverse if you include Oh, cuz you have all the uh Hispanic Middle Eastern, right? No. 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 <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. Uh yeah, Central all the, America. All those Israeli uh Central America. Ball players, yeah. Central America. There we go. Yeah. Um so, and, and Asian, I mean, I think there there is diversity. It's not this America, African-American, black diversity, black-white diversity we're talking about. So, and then, our, the commissioner, Robert Manfred, he's, he, he, he might try, but there's no way he's going to reach uh, Goodell and the weird... Silver. silver. Yeah, the weird-looking guy. <laughs> um, so, I'm going to cut MLB, um, and I think... I'm a bench NFL and mm-hmm. start NBA. NFL, uh, Goodell has good means, but I'm not sure if he's willing to go all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Silver, uh, just like uh, the past commissioner. David Stern. Yeah, David Stern. They're spreading the NBA like crazy. Yeah. Um, and they're the most racially diverse, so I think they can do a lot, and I mm-hmm. think they have a bigger platform than a the NFL. You think have a bigger platform? Yes. Because... Internationally. Or nationally. Well, internationally, it's going to be the NFL, probably. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, Silver is starting to expand. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to Mexico mm-hmm. State... Or, to New to Mexico. Mm-hmm. To France and mm-hmm. Greece, I think. They're all... Actually, I would I think the NBA is more international powerful. Yeah. The NFL more nationally. And so, they're more powerful. They're more diverse. And... Silver is willing to do what the mm. uh, Players Association mm. wants. Mm. So, I mean, I would say that all our sports leagues have an opportunity to make an impact, for sure. I'd, I'd cut MLB, too. I think because of where they are in kind of like marketplace and market share of who watches, they're less than the other two. Um, and I also think their players, even to come up the, the list for the first question, no no MLB players came to my mind of who are MLB players of color who are speaking out and doing this. And they're just Big not Bobby. as well known. But they're just not as well known. Yeah. So I think if you're talking about who who is walking the walk closest and gets it, NBA would be start. If you're talking about who has the biggest influence in our country right now, that's that's NFL. I think if they actually moved on this issue and modeled it... Because all the they, kneeling and stuff? Because all the what? The kneeling and stuff? Because I mean, they're in the middle of it. 
because they have more issues. Not that MA doesn't have issues, but they have more issues with this stuff as far as people of color in leadership roles and the things that the NFL says it wants but doesn't do anything about. So I think the NFL, if it could change, would be a great... Just like um, in baseball, when Jackie Robinson came in, baseball had that place as the most important pastime in, in America. And the fact that they were able to break the color barrier impacted the whole country. And I think the NFL probably would be a start there, even though they, I think the NBA is the closest to, it's closest of them to looking like the, the place we want the country to be. tells a story about his past experiences um, with sports and he's been very fortunate and he has experienced a lot of things, a lot of amazing things. But today we're going to be talking more about uh, past his time. <laughs> <laughs> Not even my own sports yeah. life. Usually we talk about his past, now we're going past his past and we're going to be talking about the relationship with the white Pee Wee Reese and Jackie Rose. Yeah. So, I guess that is kind of my sports life because one of my current sports life is my baseball book club that we get together, read a baseball book, and uh, there may be some bourbon in there as well as we talk about the books. But we just read The Boys of Summer. I started before the pandemic and just got together and talked about it. So, in that book is a chapter about the Brooklyn Dodgers, Pee Wee Reese, who was their shortstop, white shortstop from Kentucky, and um, just talks about how back then in the 50s, Pee Wee Reese, who was a Southerner who had all the biases and prejudices, had a choice how to react to the hiring by the Dodgers of this black man to come take his job, because yeah. Jackie Robinson was shortstop. And Pee Wee Reese was shortstop. And he was, not only that, Pee Wee Reese was in the war fighting World War II. So he had he was left. Just coming back. Yeah, he had left to serve his country. And he, he comes back and finds that there's not only someone's hired to take his job, possibly, but a black guy. And the first one ever. And the, he tells the story, the book tells the story of him making this choice in this moment back then, which is just so inspiring for our moment now, is that. He basically said, you know what? You know what? That's their right to hire a person. That's what baseball teams do. And it doesn't matter if he's white or black. He's a ball player. And he should bring it on because I'm the best shortstop. And if he's man enough to come play better than me take my job, then so be it. But it's got nothing to do with him being black. It's got to do with his skill and what he brings to the table. And I remember we were reading talking about that. I was like, wow, that's like... That's 70 years ago, but that's still, that's what we need to be saying, talking about each other today. Yeah, um, also when I was reading the chapter, when he was making this decision about how he was going to react when he got back, and it was a lot about him stepping into Jackie Robinson's shoes, mm -hmm. and what it would be like to be Jackie Robinson, and how 
he felt that it would be scary and terrible for him if he was only a white person and like a black person game. Yeah. And so for Jackie Robinson doing that um, to like a white game, he felt like he needs to respect him for doing that and being that brave. And like you said, he's coming like everybody else for his spot and he mm-hmm. needs to show him. It's pretty incredible. It's pretty inspiring. They, and they were friends on and off the field. And there's a there's one story about they were in Cincinnati, which still was very much southern, and they were getting on him in Cincinnati on Jackie Robinson, saying terrible things. And the story is that from shortstop to second base, Pee Wee walked over, and the white man put his arm around the black man to tell all those people who were given a hard time and to Jackie that he wasn't alone. And, uh, man, such a simple gesture. I don't know. I, I mean, you're on a team. Teammates are hard, right? There's teammates you love, teammates who drive you crazy. Oh, I know that. That's sure. <laughs> to be able to do that, I mean, it's... Uh, that's, why, that's why sport's so awesome, isn't it? Because this stuff means something. It's the game. It's how we treat each other. and It's not, like, sketched. No. Yeah. We, we, we could... We all can learn from Pee Wee and, and Jackie, so it's cool. It's cool stuff, and I don't know. Go read the book, Boys of Summer by Roger Kahn. Or just uh, or watch the Jackie Robinson movie. Or watch the Jackie Robinson movie. And the famous scene, or... Captures that moment, too, yes, doesn't it? Yeah. famous moment, is yeah. it? But uh, we, all, we all need a little Pee Wee and uh, Jackie in us right now. Pee Wee's great name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I almost named you Pee Wee. Really? No. I would have loved that. You really? No, just kidding. I, I would have loved Dak more. Dak. What about Jackie? Jackie? Jack. 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 I like Jack. Jack. Uh, it's kind of common, but yeah. I like it. Cody's common too, I guess. Cody's, yeah. Not as common as Jack. Oh, sorry. But we digress. Yes. We digress. A little bit of dad's sporting life for you. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. Our next segment is a newer one. We have done it in a few episodes, but uh, we call this one Commissioner Cody. It was kind of a mess last time we did this. <laughs> but we 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 uh, we are confident it's a still a winning segment. We bring it back to the idea is Cody's commissioner of a day of a sport, and he gets to you know have that power and make some decisions. And so, um, in in regards to the issue we're talking about today um, in the NFL, how they treated Colin Kaepernick when he was protesting nonviolently, respectfully by. Um, kneeling before the flag of the national anthem, and they basically blackballed him from playing in the league. And uh, hasn't played since. But since all this unrest and protest and awareness, um, he's still out there and says he wants to play. So, Cody, you're commissioner of the NFL. What do you do about the Kaepernick situation? Well, first of all, I would have... I would have never... Okay, for... Okay, you're hired now as commissioner. You can't uh, go back and say you would have done that. Okay, so Goodell's now, gone. Right now, Goodell's gone. It's Commissioner Cody. You're so, you're doing the draft from from wait, your bedroom. Goodell has said 
he apologizes about not like understanding the kneeling or not allowing. So what Goodell, what Goodell said in his statement was that they um, recognize the Black Lives Matter, that they recognize their right to uh, protest nonviolently, and um, they apologize for. I don't remember if he said he apologized or not, but he didn't mention Kaepernick by name and had no saying. Oh, here and Colin, come back. Okay. Okay. Nothing like that. So first of all, uh, okay, (laughs) I kind of want to keep on saying that I would never not allowed kneeling in the first place, but we're we're in the present. Um, I would tell Kaepernick, I would go and say sorry, kind of like what Drew Brees did. I Mm -hmm. didn't understand the meaning and impact this has. Um, and I also would go out and give him a hand, pretty much, and say. What, like, what do you need from me to give you a better chance to get back into this game that you love to play? Because wow. he tried and mm-hmm. nothing happened, but now that Kaepernick has all this power right now, mm-hmm. I think it'd be a smart move as a commissioner to say, we welcome you back with open arms uh, because it would be like getting, like starting the process of, like re like mending the country, like you said. How do you deal with the owners who may not agree with you? There were owners who were pretty strong about not supporting that protest. What do you do with when the president of your country was Elway one of them? Elway's not owner, so. Oh right, um, first of all, the owner the the owners can't really do much. Over the commissioner. They can say, they can decide not to hire him. The owners, Are you going to punish? The owners hire the commissioner? No. Well, the owners hire the commissioner, but the owners also hire the quarterback. The commissioner, so, okay, could, so the commissioner the o- could say, oh, you all have to let Kaepernick in, but Jerry Jones and Dallas can say, psh, I'm not letting They don't him have in. to come to the tryout or the showcase or whatever. But the owner tells their team what they do. Jerry, yeah, Jerry so, Jones could say to, could listen to what, Goodell says, or what Commissioner Cody says, mm-hmm. and then just do what he wants. Are you going to punish Jerry Jones? Are you going to oh. ask Jerry Jones to show that he's given Kaepernick a chance? Or there's a there's a couple okay. other players too who got blackballed. They not as they not as dramatically or publicly as as Kaepernick. Okay, so yes, first of all, if they decided not to come, or they showed, uh, like, nah. They show disrespect towards Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. I would definitely make sure make them come out and say why they didn't come, so they're put on the mm-hmm. spot, and also they would have to confront their players who are black. And I'm assuming all of the players are supporting Kaepernick. That would be yeah. That'd probably be the way to go to get yeah, the players so involved. If I make sure if I make the owners speak out who are not in support of Kaepernick, mm-hmm. I know that they're just I'm a put them in a situation yeah. where they're going to have to either lie, mm-hmm. which is going to make everybody hate them even more, mm-hmm. or they're going to have to actually give Kaepernick a chance, mm-hmm. which will help him out. So is there a way, so there's a way to get them to do it. You're not going to force them to go out and make statements, mm-hmm. but there's a way of action that the teams have to Yeah, act. if they don't want Kaepernick as a quarterback, they don't well, need idea. to show interest. But if they don't want Kaepernick... Like because of his power mm-hmm. and what he did, then I'm a 
I don't know how I tell the difference between what they're doing. That's that's it. But <laughs> that's it, right? Yeah. Maybe I I have that they have to tell me. No, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's a tough one. But in whatever powers you could, you would say, guys, you got he's got to have a path to play. If he's good enough, I mean, that's the question too. He's not played in four years now. When did they make it? Twenty sixteen. It's it's three or four years he hasn't played. Maybe twenty seventeen, but he hasn't played. And when he was doing this, he in his Super Bowl year he was awesome with the Niners, but then the last the year or so after that he he wasn't as sharp. So he hasn't played competitive. the The problem with this is that you may think this is right to let him in. He may not be good. I would still take Jets. Yeah. You've heard me say this over Yeah, there. no. I... Even though I love my boy Drew Locke and his energy. Wait, this this is a bombshell. Here we go. Go ahead and say it. I would have taken a chance on him. Would you take one now over Drew Locke? I don't know. Drew Locke kind of made an impression, a good impression mm-hmm. when he went like four for five, crushed the Texans at one game at the end of the season. So maybe at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. when, or whenever he was having that like showcase, when Kaepernick held the showcase, yeah. definitely. End of season, right now, probably not. I want to ride with my bull. That, I and mean, that's why it's hard, because it's, it's not quite clear how he fits football-wise. It may be the right thing to do justice-wise, human-wise. But the bottom line, these football teams, they're out to win football games. And they should just get the... I mean, that's what they should do. They should get the best player who helps them win, which is what they weren't doing before. And if you ask them... Ironically, if you ask them to do that now, they may not choose Kaepernick because he may not be so it might, skilled. It, it'll probably look bad if they say no. Or they don't yeah, want... It's hard, Commissioner, it's a hard situation to deal with. I wish you luck oh, in figuring I hate out. Hate being commissioner. Yeah, the the pay is good though, so. It is. You get a lot of swag too. Oh, oh yeah. you get a lot of swag. You get a lot of swag. All right. All right. Thanks, Commissioner Cody. We look forward to hearing from you. I would like you. to also hear from Adam Ads in a couple <laughs> episodes. <laughs> we'll we'll put that on the agenda. <laughs> that was another great episode from another great episode. <laughs> is that really what I sound like? No. Alright. And that's another great episode from the greatest podcast on the planet. We hope you uh, indulged us as we uh, took a little take on what we normally do, but uh, we enjoyed having the chance to talk about these things. All respect said. over here. All respect. We uh, hope all is well, and uh, we hope. You have a good night, everybody. And a good day.